It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The King hands the silver trophy to skipper Johnny Carey. Their 4-2 victory, snatched in the last few minutes, gives Manchester United the reward they richly deserve. Here come the Manchester team, led by Noel Cantwell, to receive the FA Cup from the hands of Her Majesty the Queen. There's the wonderful trophy. Hello and welcome to Series 1, Episode 19 of the Manchester United Weekly Podcast. The Premier League has come to a close, somehow. This week is Cup Final Week. We're also reviewing the finale of the Premier League season. A strange one at that, after a, a bomb scare on Sunday and abandonment against Bournemouth. And then we replayed it and a, a nice 3-1 victory, if a terribly boring first half to end the season. And it's over! Stepney falls to the ground in his goal mouth. Orbison was in the goal. Hugging of the brothers. And the golden dream of a treble for Liverpool has been shattered. And the team that came here and had humble pie last year have come back this time to celebrate. Let's start off with that game, Jack. Um, it's finished about 10 minutes ago. We're recording this straight after it. Uh, a very unsatisfactory first half. We needed a goal every four and a half minutes, I think, to try and get the 19. <laughs> Uh, didn't quite start off like that. Uh, didn't have a shot on target until the 25th minute, I think. Or definitely not in the first 25 minutes. But three very nice goals. At least we scored more than Sunderland now, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's always a positive to hear that at the end of the season. Um, yeah, the, the first half was, was dire, really, up till almost the end of it. I mean, even compared to a lot of the performances this season, it, it was so slow, so boring. It's just what we've come to expect, unfortunately. Like you said, there was a three really, really good goals. It was annoying to concede that last-minute um, goal to deny De Gea his share of the Golden Glove, which he thoroughly deserves. But, I mean, it, it had such an end-of-season feel about the game after everything that had happened at the weekend with the, the postponement that, that needn't have been a postponement because of like, the fake ball. And it, was, it was all just a shambles, really, and it had a real end-of-season feel to it. So, in some ways, I'm quite glad to have the season over with. Definitely glad to have the league season over with, at least. I mean, the cup run this year um, has has been special at times, really. I mean, the Martial... We'll move on to the cup later, but the Martial winner at Wembley and, and Rashford at Upton Park. So, some special moments in the cup, but league season, definitely glad it's over. 
we did play West Ham in the Premier League, and it's just it's such a gutting blow that we know that now that City drew to Swansea, all we needed was this win and a draw, a draw to West Ham, and we just could not hold on. I'm so glad that we didn't record an episode of this straight after the West Ham game because I honestly think there would have been so much shouting and so much anger after that game because it was the most frustrating game I've watched in in years. Honestly, it was. We knew how big of a chance we had after C slip up. We knew that despite how bad we played, we actually had a chance to make something not great, but half respectable out of this season. And we had it in our hands really, really well to get back to 2-1 up. And, and to lose it from there, especially like you say now, knowing that we only needed a point from that game, it was just, it was shambolic, honestly. And it, it was just so, so, so frustrating to think that we had that chance, we had it in our in our hands, and we still managed to mess it up. There were some points where just tactical errors. Um, Antonio Valencia, who we'll, we'll talk more about the Bournemouth game actually, um, taking a wrong turn here. But uh, Antonio Valencia had a great game against Bournemouth today. He was following Dimitri Payet so closely, a, a player who's known so commonly for drifting inside moving about the pitch, not really sticking, roaming from his actual position. And Valencia would follow him wherever he went. It was much like Schweinsteiger at uh, the Emirates in that awful 3-0 loss. And Cresswell would just walk into the, the empty space at right back. He passed the Lanzini and played in Sacco. And that, that was how the first goal happened. And it happened again and again and again. That was the ninth minute when they scored. It happened in the 12th and the 18th. And Pye was still allowed to shoot despite Valencia tracking him. Uh, <laughs> which is perhaps the, the most annoying thing in Herrera. Not a, another very poor performance. Anyway, moving back to the Bournemouth game, what we're actually meant to be talking about, we'll only do very briefly before we preview the cup final. Much more exciting that than a quite a dull game despite four goals. Three very, very good goals. Like really, really good goals. The first goal especially, Martial's spectacular give and go. Uh, really good movement from Rooney and then Rashford left it well. And I assume he got a call from Rooney, but a very good goal just before half-time. Yeah, it was totally out of the blue, honestly. I couldn't believe it when, when it when it went in. I was almost in a bit of shock. Um, it, it was a, a brilliant goal. Marshall's change of pace when he receives that ball from Borthwick Jackson just to accelerate away from the um, the first Bournemouth defender. It, it was just electric. And then the great little one-two with Mata. And like you said, it, I assume I got a shout from Rooney, but a great dummy by Rashford and a simple finish in the end. Took Rooney to 100 goals at Old Trafford, which is... Uh, a really, really special achievement for him. I think only, I think I saw earlier, only Henri has scored more goals at a single stadium than Rooney now, which is a, a brilliant, brilliant beat for Rooney. He's only four off Bobby Charlton's record now. Uh, unlikely to get it this season, uh, barring something spectacular at Wembley on Saturday. <laughs> but he, he's closing in on that. And uh, just quickly on Sir Bobby, empty Old Trafford. We'll move on to that in a second. Empty director's box, really. And the two people sat there basically were Sir Bobby Charlton and his wife Norma. And uh, it's, it's just, it's classic Sir Bobby. When everyone else doesn't turn up, including even like proper United fans, they don't turn up. And Sir Bobby is there, as always, home and away every game for years and decades and decades. Anyway, as, as you were saying, Rooney, a really excellent performance. My man of the match. Um, the third goal for Ashley Young, who I hardly noticed had come on. Such was my boredom with the game, despite winning 3-1. Sensational chip pass there. Perfect weight. And then Ashley Young almost managed to mess it up but did finish it in the end. <laughs> yeah, I, I really thought Ashley Young had messed up that a great assist. He, he had a great game, Rooney. I think he's, to be fair, I think he's done well in the last few weeks every time he's played in midfield. Um, 
even against West Ham in what was a, a dire team performance. He wasn't great, but he was probably one of the least bad along with Martial. And I think him playing midfield has kind of rejuvenated him a little bit. It's obviously allowed Rashford to, to get a run of games in the starting lineup and he, he's been brilliant, was rewarded with a call up to the provisional England squad. And I, I really like seeing Rooney play midfield. He was great tonight. He does seem to overuse that long diagonal sprayed out to Valencia, um, using that a bit too much, but when it comes off, it's great. And, and that chip to Ashley Young was sublime tonight, as was the kind of assist to the assist, I guess, for Rashford's goal. The great chip pass over the top to Valencia, who headed it down to Rashford for Rashford to, to put it in the net. Yeah, and a, a very clever one um, to Juan Mata at one point, I think, as well. Tonight belongs to Manchester United and to Brian Robson. And Manchester United have won the FA Cup with the biggest winning margin for 80 years. Four goals to nil. But really, I think because of the two goals in the second half and the one just before half-time, we're forgetting how terrible that first 40 minutes was. And there were Van Gaal out banners first time this season. They said, not good enough, time to go, Louis, stuff like that. And there's rumours that that was taken down and the fans holding it up were taken out of the stadium. I don't know if they're true, but it was definitely taken down. Seems like a, a very bad decision from the United Stewards, who I praised for the, their response to the bomb threat on Sunday, but very dodgy. Not a fan of that, are you? No, I, I, I'm not. Um, it's, it's the fans' right to, to say what they want about the manager or the players. Just because someone might be anti the current manager, I, I don't think you can kick them out of the stadium at all. I think that is really unfair, especially after the season we've had. It's not, not at all a surprise that people are saying that. Um, so no, I'm, I'm not a fan of it. Yeah, it's not exactly an unfounded complaint. <laughs> I mean, there's been plenty of complaint about, well, I wouldn't do that and I wouldn't build a team off just for a, a pure stance against that kind of thing. You definitely have the right to as a fan, especially when you're paying and you've had your ticket plans messed about because of a, a security error. Very low attendance, mainly due to the very rushed aspect of, of the game after the abandonment on Sunday, which very quickly, United Security were brilliant. It's quite reassuring how well they dealt with that even though it was turned out to be a hilarious training exercise blunder and here's Whiteside Strachan is following up Olsen on this side that's all he's got Whiteside shoots it's there Norman Whiteside has done it again Van Gaal made his end of season speech a lot briefer than last year I think we might know why uh, booze when he first got announced and then when he said we'll bring the FA Cup home a few more cheers let's move on to the FA Cup final a bit of hope at the end of the season we've been playing a few FA Cup clips throughout this episode and it is a, a much briefer episode reasons why exams plus I interviewed Oliver Kay the Times chief football correspondent on his new book Forever Young about Adrian Doherty if you're on ACAST that link is on the screen right now or it's in the bottom of the description on iTunes or anywhere else. On to the FA Cup final. As I said, a bit of hope at the end of the season at Wembley. There'll be thousands of United fans there, even though we've only got a ridiculous 28,000 ticket allocation. Initial predictions here. Palace have got to play quite well and us play badly for us to lose this one, haven't they? Absolutely. I'm hoping that at the end of the day, our quality will, will shine through. Despite how bad the season's been, we have played well in the FA Cup. For the for the most part, I think eventually we'll wear Palace down. I think it could be quite a typical game of this season. I don't I don't, I don't expect any goals before half time. I expect it to be 
quite a similar story in some ways to tonight, actually, just us kind of keeping the ball content in possession without creating too much. But I think eventually we will, we will wear Palace down. What we have to be wary of is Palace on Palace's pace on the counter attack in the shape of Punch and Balassi. Although is he is Balassi injured? I'm not sure. Even Sully Kai Kai played at the weekend, and Adebayor is a good hold up player. Um, if he plays, or Wickham is as well. So we have a few things to be worried about, but I am quietly confident. I think for the final. Yeah, I'm quite confident. Palace have been much better in the cup than they have been in the Premier League, where they've been quite honestly abysmal since January after a great first half of the season. Joe Ledley is out for Crystal Palace, quite important for them. He's also probably out for Euro 2016 with Wales, which is a shame for him. For us, Marouane Fellaini returns from suspension. You might be happy. Most likely you won't be. Luke Shaw and Bastian Schweidsteiger both definitely out. Yanazai may be out. Damian may be out. Timothy Fosumintz are possibly out as well. 5.30 kickoff. It should be great. I mean, for, for all the problems this season, there's nothing quite like an FA Cup final. We haven't won it since 2004, and for how terrible this season is, <laughs> winning a trophy would be that much better. We haven't won anything since Ferguson left. Cause... I would absolutely love to, to win the Cup final. Like, like you said, it, it, it won't take away from what has been a, a bad season, but it will just give us a bit of a lift, add a little bit of a feel-good factor, if that's at all possible right now. It's been far too long since we've won the FA Cup. 2004, 12 years is too long for a club like Manchester United not to go without winning the FA Cup. It promises to be a great occasion. I wish we had a few more tickets out of the allocation. Obviously, so many tickets go to corporate seats and sponsors and everything now. But I hope there'll still be a great atmosphere at Wembley like there was for the semi-final. And if we have another moment like Marshall's winner in the semi-final, then it promises to be a brilliant, brilliant day. Yeah, allocation is a bit of an issue. I've somehow managed to get myself tickets. But there's people who have been to all 10 cup games and still haven't managed to get a ticket. And it really is ridiculous. United asked for more. We're going in quite confident, though. Although the first half was terrible, as you say, and they've been booed off the pitch partly. Three goals, three very well-worked goals. Although I think Van Gaal should have rested quite a few more players. Maybe this may have helped slightly. I guess, getting their confidence together. And now they, they need to rush their preparation slightly more than they thought. But I'm going in confident, I think. Manchester United have won the FA Cup and equaled the record of seven outright wins. Palace slumped to the ground. Manchester United celebrate Alex Ferguson's first major trophy at Old Trafford. Your favourite FA Cup moment this season? Well, apart from the obvious Martial against Everton, I think it's got to be Rashford against West Ham. I Because that was still quite early on in his kind of breakthrough. And I think we were all wondering whether he could really sustain it or whether it was just kind of a one or two game thing. And that goal for me confirmed that he is a great talent. And, and that's my favourite moment. I guess Martial's definitely obviously the best at Wembley. <laughs> late on to get us to the FA Cup final um, but I think Rashford Rashford might even top that we finished the Premier League season as well your favourite moment in, in the Premier League season not too many to pick from oh god um, god you sprung that on me I would say possibly the win at Anfield because we, we played so badly that game so 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 badly and to still come away with a win it, it was one of those wins that you always take more joy in because of how badly we played. I think my favourite, it's difficult. The Martial goal on his debut was probably the best, but Rashford's double against Arsenal, the second one, where I think every United fan watching at home just sort of got up and just started like smiling and laughing to themselves. Thinking, Hold on, what's going on here? 
And there it is. The achievement is nearly unique. The praise is nearly unanimous. The double is definitely Manchester United, the sixth club to achieve this remarkable feat. All right, so we haven't rested many players against Bournemouth, but who would you start on Saturday? A very similar team? I think I would stick with, with pretty much the same team, honestly, with the exception of the West Ham game, where the midfield was a bit different anyway. This team has done pretty well in the last sort of month or so. I think it's starting to, to click. I guess the ones up for debate would be Michael Carrick in midfield, whether maybe Schneiderlin or Herrera would come in. I doubt it'd be Herrera after the way that he's played recently, but possibly Schneiderlin. I don't know. Depends how Van Hal feels that Carrick will do defensively. I can't see Memphis coming in, honestly. I just don't think he's played enough and made enough of an impact. I can't see that front four changing at all, and I doubt Rooney will, will move positions. So then I guess really the question is uh, over Carrick and then whether Van Hal feels that Borswick Jackson is ready to play in the FA Cup final because... I believe Rojo is still going to be injured, is that right? He could be, it's more of a doubt. i definitely like to see him stick with Borfa Jackson, even if Rojo is injured, purely because Rojo has been so inconsistent. And in a league match, we've sort of come to accept the fact that when Rojo is on the pitch, we're going to concede. But <laughs> in an FA Cup final, we can't really be relying on a draw like we have done in, in a few other games. I would like to see Borfa Jackson start. I just wonder whether Van Gaal would be tempted to play Blind at left-back and bring Phil Jones in, which I hope he doesn't, because not only do I think Borthwick Jackson deserves it, because he's done nothing wrong in his performances and has been far better than Rojo, it will also just disrupt the partnership that Blind and Smalling have built up this season. So I would I would say stick with the same team, with possibly Carrick coming out for Schneiderlin, but I would stick with the same eleven as tonight. But what about Herrera's tenacity, or does he come off the bench? And the same for Fellaini, because... I, th- I think Fellaini could be a very useful cup final substitute. A last minute screamer from Mao and Fellaini to win it for Van Gaal. And then he <laughs> walks into the sunset. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of, of the goal Fellaini scored at West Brom when he came on, chested it down and volleyed it in. Just thinking about it then. No, I agree. I think he'd be a good cup final sub. I wouldn't be surprised to see him start, honestly. I don't want him to, but I, it wouldn't surprise me at all. I think he could play a big role, though, especially if we're either drawing or losing going into the last 15, 20 minutes. You bring him on and he just gives us a different a different style, different way of attacking that Rashford, Lingard, Martial, Mata, none of them give us. So yeah, I, I, I think he could end up with with quite a big role to play, but I hope that he doesn't start. But we'll see. It wouldn't surprise me to see him come in for, for Carrick. That would be a very fun hard decision. Um, and let's just say about Carrick, that could have been his last game at Old Trafford on Tuesday night and what a servant for the club he's been. We've discussed whether he should be offered a new contract. Whatever happens, 10 seasons at Manchester United, a Champions League, a few Premier Leagues, a few League Cups, five charity shields. And what about him finishing with an FA Cup? Wouldn't that be spectacular? McAteer. A very brief episode this week. Final predictions for the Crystal Palace game? A 2-0 win. Brave. Um, I think they'll get one on the counter-attack and will win 3-2. 
Absolute cracker. Storm of a game. A double from Rashford as Roy Hodgson watches on and then he goes to the Euros. <laughs> Fantastic to see Rashford in, in that squad and Chris Morning and Wayne Rooney in the provisional 26-man squad. Even if Rashford doesn't go to the Euros, it's great for him to get the experience. And honestly, if Jermaine Defoe is in there behind Jamie Vardy, Harry Kane, Wayne Rooney, for England, those strikers are under less pressure, whereas Marcus Rashford's there and they're thinking, hold on, there's this exciting young kid. Hodgson might be tempted to take him here, so we've got a pull our level up as well. So I think it's a great decision from Hodgson to take him to training at least. Yeah, I think it's quite a good decision as well because you know, obviously it's not the final squad for the Euros. And I think there was no point. I think whoever that, that extra striker was going to be, unless one of the others gets an injury, it's very, very doubtful they'll end up going to the Euros. So why give Jermaine Defoe or Andy Carroll a chance to play in two friendlies when by all kind of expectations their England futures are pretty much over. So you might as well give the experience to the young Marcus Rashford who seems to have a much bigger future with England ahead of him. Might as well give him that experience now at that time with the squad because chances are whether it was Rashford, Defoe or Carroll, none of them would be going to the Euros anyway. So I think this this is just beneficial, more beneficial to everyone. 1999 is the third Manchester United double year. It may yet be the first Manchester United treble year. Two down, one to go. FA Cup winners for the third time in six years. The second of their three steps to heaven. Today, Wembley. Tomorrow, well, if not the world, certainly Europe is a possibility. They just don't know when to stop. They're insatiable. Anyway, it's been 21 years, I think, since Norman Whiteside scored that absolute stunner at Wembley to win the Cup for Manchester United in 1985. Well, we might have something special again this year. We can only hope maybe something from Marcus Rashford or Anthony Martial. There's been some very special FA Cup finals. 11 times we can equal Arsenal with the 12th at Wembley against Crystal Palace at 5.30. Thank you very much for joining us on this brief, quite messy episode of the Manchester United Weekly Podcast, Series 1, Episode 19. And as I mentioned earlier, go listen to our interview with Oliver Kay on his new book. That was a very interesting book. You can buy it now. And uh, quite an interesting interview as well. He also spoke about Manchester United and the, the issues from board level rather than on the field issues as well. Jack, where can we find you on Twitter? At UTD Tate, T-A-I-T. And you can find me on Twitter at HarryRobinson64 and the podcast itself at UTD Weekly Pod P-O-D. Thank you very much for joining us. I hope you've enjoyed the little FA Cup clips. It may have been a throwback, been plenty of times, maybe 2016 as well. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. And there it is, mission accomplished. The warmest of favourites have duly seen off the brave challenge of underdogs Millwall. Manchester United, thanks to two goals from Ruud van Nistelrooy and the first one from Ronaldo, are FA Cup winners for the 11th time without equal. No one can match that in the competition's history. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.